0: This is The School Bell, brought to you by Independent Schools Queensland, we're the peak body promoting, supporting and developing Queensland's independent schools.
1: It was important for me to find a
0: school that was suitable for both my kids. Parents are very savvy about school choice. If we truly want to do everything we possibly can for each student,
1: the more we know
0: about them the better. Hello, I'm Shari Armistead, Director of Strategic Relations at Independent Schools Queensland and welcome to The School Bell. In this episode, I'll be speaking with Dr Linda Willis. Linda is a leading Griffith University expert on parent engagement. Welcome, Linda.
1: Oh, hello, Sari. Lovely to be with you.
0: Yes, great to be with you too. Unfortunately, not face-to-face just yet, but we are still able to, through the modern technology, talk to you on the wonderful podcast, The School Bell. So thank you for joining us today. Why is parent engagement so important? What difference does it make to learning outcomes?
1: So thinking about that question, I wondered if some of your listeners who may be parents might not realise, as teachers would, that parent engagement is now mandated as part of the Australian Professional Standards for Teachers. There are actually three specific focus areas that deal with parent engagement. It's actually been supported as well by five successive Commonwealth governments of different political persuasions uh, in terms of their national policies and objectives and research directions and program funding, etc. And the reason is the sheer weight of evidence that consistently and cumulatively since the 1960s has pointed to the benefits of parent engagement to student learning and also to the success of schools now some of these benefits include um, improved skills academically socially and emotionally as well as increased motivation and achievement and success at school more regular school attendance higher rates of retention, uh, retention sorry and graduation an uptake of tertiary studies, and the sense of self-efficacy, a sense of uh, the belief in the importance of education and, and, and what they can achieve. So this whole idea around um, heightened aspirations about the school and thinking about their future, this is all wrapped up in, in this whole idea of um, parent engagement around student learning and well-being. And I think that point around well-being hasn't well um, been emphasized as much more recently. And I think it's something that's coming um, more into the fore now when we start to think about learning and well-being being connected, and I'd like to talk about that a little bit more later today, but some of the findings from the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development, the OECD, these findings were based on um, the, the PISA program, the program of International Student Assessment. and it showed that student well-being was connected not only to perceptions of positive relationships with teachers, but also the involvement of parents in their school lives. So some examples of that were when parents um, spent time just talking to their child, where they spent time discussing how well their child was doing at school. And it was these kinds of activities which appeared to position these students to do better uh, performance-wise at school to the effect that some of these students were actually a year ahead in science. Uh, compared to parents who indicated that they didn't have these kinds of conversations. And apparently the um, advantage continued um, you know, well into the future as well. And I think that's incredible research which, which helps to support um, our thinking around the importance um, and really the imperative of parent engagement.
0: The pandemic and the many weeks of learning from home showed just how critical parents are to their children's learning. What difference do you think this experience has made to how schools engage with parents?
1: Well, I guess my answer to that is that the pandemic hasn't been something that any of us would have wished on ourselves. But in some ways, when I think of it from the perspective of parent engagement, it's been a blessing in disguise. what we've seen in an event where social distancing where there's been no contact, and that's been used to prevent the spread of the virus, is that contact, when it comes to parent engagement, has never been more important. And then in fact, it's been necessary and essential for the the kinds of examples of parent engagement that we've seen. And of course, the hero in all of this compared with previous similar events, such as the World Wars and other pandemics, has been the availability and the sophistication of technology. So it's highlighted that context matters and it's highlighted that irrespective, when we think about what matters to all of us, what matters is student learning and well-being. And that's been at the hub. And if I could talk a little bit more about the pandemic in terms of a framework that I like to use around parent engagement, I like to think of it as collective, reciprocal and supportive. So throughout the pandemic what we've heard repeatedly is that catch cry of we're all in this together and before the pandemic the schools that were doing parent engagement well they already had a we're all in this together approach so it's about schools that have now had to look at how we do this as a whole school how we see a problem and how we work together to perhaps find solutions uh, to those problems it's led to levels of collaboration between schools and parents, that have been—and dare I use it—that word unprecedented—and it's led uh, to levels of collaboration between um, teachers that we've never uh, seen before.
0: That's fantastic, isn't it? Really. I mean, as you said, this is uh, there's the benefits out of something as you said we would never have wished for a pandemic, but there's certainly been some upside to it. Look, the Queensland Independent Schools Parents Network, of which I'm chair, has been going for five years. And one of the most interesting things I've found is that many schools are still grappling with the difference between parent involvement and parent engagement. What has been your experience working with schools and how do you help them understand the difference?
1: Absolutely, and I think um, I think engagement now is a word that we do hear a lot more often. And we recognise that engagement is different from involvement. And we see engagement as parents and teachers working together as partners to contribute to student learning and well-being. Involvement has been more defined as the traditional ways that we might have thought that parents might come along and help schools, such as covering books for the library or uh, helping out on field trips and so on or being there at sports days. So I think the point of difference is this proposition around student learning. That when we think about the power of parent engagement it's about how we bring parents closer to children's learning and once I think we've worked out that I think that when we that's when we're seeing that um, schools change the way that they think about um, involving parents so I think conversations with schools uh, when I talk with schools when I talk with the school leaders and teachers when you start to make that connection There there comes the difference and helping schools then to recognise that parents and teachers can actually play quite different roles than just having parents perhaps play those kind of support the school type roles that they've played in the past. Mm.
0: Well you have a PhD in parent-teacher engagement and that's an ongoing interest of yours in which you continue to undertake research. Could you please share some of your work that you're doing with schools and in particular any independent schools? For example, the Horizon Grant from the Queensland Department of Education?
1: Well, yes, I've been uh, leading a couple of research teams, a fantastic team at um, the University of Queensland and we've been working from about 2016 with the supported by funding from the Department of Education, uh, firstly looking at disadvantaged schools who uh, we down from some uh, previous research that had been led by Dr Jenny Povey around um, looking at schools where for some reason these uh, the schools, they were um, what we'd normally uh, consider might be disadvantaged schools uh, in contexts where perhaps we would think that um, it would be very difficult to um, meet the needs of parents, etc. And that data actually showed that there were schools that seemed to contradict that, that seemed to actually be doing parent engagement well. So it led to quite a a delicious um, opportunity for researchers to say, well, what's going on there? And so we were able to go and um, look um, and meet the school principals and others who were leaders in four disadvantaged schools across Queensland, gathered some uh, fantastic um, research data, and then we were supported by further funding from the Department of Education, Education um, Horizon Research Scheme which um, uh, allowed us to go to eight more schools across the state so we've been uh, to far north Queensland western Queensland and uh, metropolitan Brisbane but um, local areas too like the Gold Coast and so on um, and what that has done is to give it, given us a real uh, insight into parent engagement across the state and what schools are doing um, across different um, contexts so that data um, is, um, has all been collected, that research has been collect, uh, collected, and we've now put that together in a, a course, and we uh, asked for expressions of interest, and um, a number of schools are actually going through that course, but it's been suspended obviously because of the pandemic. And once that trial of that course has um, occurred, uh, what we did was to collect uh, strategies across those 12 schools that were illustrative of um, effective parent engagement practices, and we used a video footage to, to, um, to, um, you know, to represent those strategies, and so those um, are embedded in the course, and what we're hoping to do is once the trial is finished, to then have a look and see uh, whether or not the course could be made more uh, generally available, or whether indeed we in some way use another platform to, to house those um, over 40 videos. Of, of different strategies from those 12 schools. So that's one um, stellar project that obviously has um, been happening, but it's um, been suspended for, for the time being. The other one has been the EPIC work that I've been uh, working on through my collaboration with uh, Beryl Exley at Griffith University. And um, Professor Exley and I have been looking at this whole idea of EPIC, engaging parents in inquiry learning and um, that work has been unfolding in Catholic education schools and we've been looking at the whole idea of inquiry as being a vehicle for parent engagement, the idea of digital technologies and how that can create the, uh, the um, pushing out and pushing in of information between teachers and parents and then this whole idea of the, the dialogic work that goes on uh, in relation to Um, opening those conversations and and how that works to support the idea of parent engagement. And I was very, very pleased um, to be able to report um, here to your listeners as well that um, I've been able to connect through the the wonderful work that I've been able to do with yourself and the the, the Parents Network uh, in relation to, I believe, St. John's Anglican College and some work that um, I've heard that um, they are doing. In relation to this whole idea of um, incorporating dialogic teaching and parent engagement, and um, I was recently contacted by um, one of the the teachers, who Ranelle Sanders. I'll give her a a shout out. uh, Who's actually been uh, looking at uh, the project around incorporating this whole idea of dialogic teaching and parent engagement, and uh, thinking about how they will be implementing that into the work that they're doing there. But again. It calls on those dimensions that I've talked about, this whole idea of the collective, the reciprocal ways of working and supportive ways of working. Um, And I'm absolutely thrilled to think that ISQ uh, is building on this work around dialogic um, teaching and parent engagement. And I really do hope to be able to contribute more in that space going forward.
0: Oh, we definitely wanted to. That'd be fantastic. Um, look, what, if any, barriers or resistance do you think teachers or school leaders need to overcome and why? I mean, has the pandemic had, and the learning from home experience made to schools more open to parent engagement, do you think?
1: Well, I think one of, if I had to put my finger on what's the biggest barrier uh, that I see, the biggest barriers and resistance are often uh, around cultural and linguistic factors. Um, and I think what the pandemic has done has, ha- has actually exposed that um, um, these more and schools have had to find ways and parents have had to find ways to overcome it because again, the, the proposition at the heart of it all is student learning. So they've had to work around that. Some of it I believe in the past has been around um, thinking about the purpose of school and the role that teachers and parents can play. And I think what the pandemic has exposed is the nature of uh, the teaching profession, what teachers do and the nature of what parents do to support their children's learning at home. I think if anything, that exposure of that, that opening up of that, the questioning of the roles that we can play to support student learning, I do believe that that's a conversation that could help frame up um, the way that we might go forward from this event and certainly then to be able to openly uh, and authentically address some of those traditional barriers and resistance that have been there because this has been an emergency there's been absolutely no question um of um, you know whether we should do it or why we don't want to do it we're all in it together and we've simply had to address the imperatives. so there's certainly been some um, wonderful gifts i think around parent engagement despite Um, the the enormous um, challenge.
0: Absolutely. So what are some of the practical things that schools can do?
1: Some of the practical things, um, again, thinking about that that framework of collective, reciprocal and um, supportive. I think if we start to think about, well, when we were in the pandemic, we we were all in it together. We were all uh, doing things in a way that was um, orchestrated and coordinated as much as possible because I know lots of things were happening on the run and, and I'm speaking quite generally too. I know there were many, many challenges throughout this period, but I'm thinking that some of those things around um, communication, setting in place some clear, consistent ways of communicating, I think too this almost this um, en masse individualisation that's occurred, that this is something happening at scale happening for everybody but within that there's an individualized sense or a personalized sense of for some kids this isn't going to work for some families this isn't going to work well what will work you know do we need to get the drone out and deliver that to that family? And I'm, I'm being facetious, but so being more
0: adaptive, of, you're saying, and so yes. flexible is that the thing? The communications is one of the practical things, clearly, and just continue that conversation. But making sure you have a practical solution when there's and being adaptive enough to make a, a pivot if necessary.
1: Absolutely, and I think then each each context um, defines itself in so many ways. So um, I know a school before the pandemic, one of the ways that they were putting into practice this philosophy of parent engagement, if you like, was that at three o'clock when school finished, the teachers would all come out of their classrooms. They would all be accessible and visible uh, to parents for those informal opportunities um, where parents might just want to say something about their child. And that would actually allow the teacher then to have other opportunities to connect with them and the child's learning uh, in ways that uh, seem uh, unplanned, but the strategy is not unplanned. It's purposeful in creating those opportunities for that accessibility and visibility. Yeah,
0: so the practical thing is actually being available mostly from a school's perspective and and opening up those conversations. What about parents? What can they do better?
1: I think parents have sometimes been a little frightened to approach teachers, and I'm hoping again that the pandemic has um, opened up those opportunities for parents to initiate conversations with teachers in a way that there is that sense of a respectful relationship that has developed. I think that um, typically um, schools take the imprimatur, schools are on the front foot, and, and rightly so. I accept that that's been the way it's done traditionally, but I think our parents being able to uh, contact teachers or accept invitations, oftentimes teachers will put out those invitations to come in and learn about how we might be teaching mathematics or how we're teaching uh, English or how we're doing something in science and, and across from from prep to year 12. And oftentimes parents are very busy and don't take advantage of those opportunities um, and for good reason. But what I've heard a lot of parents saying now is that, oh, I wish I'd gone to that.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. They are loving it now, aren't they? So, so does parent engagement benefit um, all students? Do you think, or is it some students that benefit more than others?
1: From my research, I would suggest that um, all students benefit um, from parent engagement, and this is that whole idea of that personalisation that I was um, mentioning. That you know what we've seen in the in the pandemic is that. It really isn't a one-size-fits-all. Sometimes what we've heard, when, we've, um, it, when some of our politicians have spoken, it's almost like, oh, here's the, here's the curriculum and we roll it out step-by-step step on the ground. Uh, will tell you it's very different from that. It's very much where we're looking at where students are achieving. We know what um, students um, are expected to achieve at a certain level, but working with each particular child and family to meet those particular needs of students. There are some students because they'll be immunocompromised, for example, and until a vaccine is found, they won't return to school. So schools and teachers ways to meet those um, children's needs and those families' needs. And I think that um, there's there's no no one-size-fits-all and I I do believe that uh, parent engagement benefits uh, every single uh, child because it, it is around tailoring what we do always to the needs of, of, of the child, the learning needs and well being needs of, of each and every child.
0: Yes. Well, how does your, um, you make that research that you've been doing accessible to schools and to parents? Is there things that you can offer for them?
1: I've worked closely with uh, a number of schools and taken opportunities when I can to be able to talk about this work. But ultimately, I would like to be able to make things available through um, a website and materials, et cetera, that schools will be able to access. Not quite there yet. The toolkit in relation to the work done through the Education Horizon team uh, through the University of Queensland will work with the Department of Education um, in Queensland. And talk about how the course can be made uh, available, um, and the videos that we have produced. Some videos from the epic work that I've uh, talked about with Beryl Exley, um, and how we can actually again make that more available. We've got partners on each of those uh, grants that we've worked on in each of those projects, and um, some of those partners might be ha- might be um, happy for us to house some of that information uh, on their websites as well. So at the at the moment, we're at that point where we've got the uh, output and we're we uh, moving into making those a lot more available. So um, obviously our research articles and our other articles for professional journals and things, these are things now we're at that phase uh, of the work that I've done, uh, working in collaboration with my colleagues, for example, where we uh, are continuing to roll that out. And I'll certainly be very happy to continue to um, be in contact um, with, with you um, through ISQ. And those opportunities to continue to make that material available
0: thank you linda that would be wonderful we we will definitely continue to uh talk with you and and uh and keep that open so that we can pass on this very important information to our schools and our parents so thank you very much for talking with us at the school bell today there's so much information there we will certainly be looking forward to sharing what you have uh, told us on this podcast and also to perhaps have some more opportunity to work with you and our independent schools. Thanks, Linda.
1: Thank you so much, Dari. Bye-bye.
0: You have been listening to The School Bell, an Independent Schools Queensland podcast. To learn more about Independent Schools Queensland, visit our website isq.qld.edu.au. To catch our next episode or listen to some previous podcasts, you can subscribe to ISQ's The School Bell on iTunes or Google Play. You can also listen via our website or wherever you get your podcasts.